Hi, and welcome to the Point Being Podcast, the Arizona Daily Star's opinion page podcast. We are here with candidates for Tucson Mayor, Ed Ackerley and Regina Romero, and we are going to have a conversation. We're going to cover some uh, topics that that are important to, I think, voters, readers, the community at large, and we're going to introduce ourselves right now. Hello, I'm Arizona Daily Star editor Jill Jordan-Spitz. And I'm Daily Star opinion writer Edward Salaya. My name is Dr. Ed Ackerley. I'm a candidate for mayor. I'm running as an independent. I'm a lifelong Tucsonan, born and raised here. I've been in business with my family for 51 years here in Tucson with an advertising agency. I am a uh, professor at the University of Arizona in three departments. Been there for 28 years. And uh, this is my first foray into the political arena. I've been uh, in business for all this time, helping companies and nonprofits. And I decided to uh, jump in and uh, lend my expertise to the city in terms of leadership. My doctorate is in leadership, and so that's one of the things that uh, I enjoy. And so we're hoping that this would be uh, something that would be useful for the city of Tucson. Thank you. And my name is Regina Romero. I've been um, elected three times before by the voters of Tucson. I've been 12 years on the Tucson City Council. And um, uh, the reason I'm running for mayor is because I have the vision and experience to keep moving Tucson in a prosperous, uh, progressive direction that voters in Tucson want to see. Um, I believe that we all deserve a clean, safe, just sustainable city with economic opportunity for all. Um, and I will uh, keep moving uh, Tucson forward by focusing on, um, a f uh, amongst a few things, um, expanding our economic development strategy, creating a small business and startup incentive program, um, making sure that we are paying attention to uh, the small locally owned and legacy businesses here in Tucson, uh, expand our strategy, economic development strategy to create, uh, make Tucson a hub for Mexican companies and investors. Also create a bold climate action plan um, that has um, a lot of um, detail in it, but we could talk more about it. And um, also pay attention to and invest in the quality of life issues like uh, investing in our roads, investing in uh, public safety, uh, parks, uh, and um, in our children. Okay. Dr. Ackerley, would you, is there anything you'd like to add? Well, my vision for Tucson is to do the basics, which is uh, the things that the charter asks the mayor and council to do, which include infrastructure and municipal services, uh, namely police and fire and getting those uh, staffs back up to a more reasonable number, working on our roads and transportation, um, parks and lifestyle, which is the third leg, and then of course all of that relates into economic development, and so uh, those are the key pillars of my campaign. So one of the things that we've heard over and over again as we've talked to different candidates is economic development. We need economic development. That is such a broad umbrella sort of term. Could you talk about specifically what that means? Is that um, bringing in new companies and growing existing companies? And what is the role 
specifically that a city council and mayor can play in that? Dr. Ackerler? I would say that economic development uh, emanates from the infrastructure things that we need to talk about, which are police and fire, um, roads, and parks. And the reason for that is, is uh, I think Joe Snell from uh, Sun Corridor uh, did a good job of highlighting this at a luncheon two weeks ago where he was talking about the four reasons that uh, people would come into Tucson. He's talking about companies like Caterpillar and Geico and so forth that have Amazon that have brought in uh, workforces into, the, into Tucson. And the number two thing that he mentioned was roads. He said, we have to fix these roads. Our, uh, these folks that are coming in to look at Tucson as a possible place to locate or to relocate, um, they get on our roads and they drive on our roads and then they kind of look to each other and say, if this is what we have, then this must be a signal to us of, of what else is available here in Tucson. So um, it sounds counterintuitive, but roads is an important part of economic development. We have to get that right. We also have to get the safety right, and that is we have, uh, it's reported 763 commissioned officers. If you count the CSOs, we might be in the mid-800s. Um, but uh, Mayor Bob Walkup just a few short years ago had 1,200 uh, commissioned police officers in the police force, and we keep losing police officers, even though we're putting in 35 uh, in the, um, through, through the academy uh, because of attrition and because of retirements and other things. We are typically having a net loss each year of fire and police personnel, which is causing us to go down in numbers. And uh, it's hard to keep that pipeline uh, full. And uh, we put 35 in, and maybe uh, less than half of that actually graduate through the academy. So um, this can't continue. We can't continue to go down in police officers and, and fire personnel, and we have to fix the roads. From that, then, stems uh, the economic development. And I would say that the city council's responsibility there is to help stimulate uh, um, economic growth. Uh, Sun Corridor and the regional approach to getting large national companies into Tucson is, is something that I support. Uh, I believe that the o Office of Economic Initiative should be about retention and about helping uh, businesses that are already here. The vast majority of the businesses that are in Tucson are small businesses, small to mid-sized mid businesses. And I made the comment that when I first started, the first several months, I kept saying that in the 51 years that Ackerley Advertising has been in business, not a single person from the city of Tucson ever walked through our doors or called us and said, how can we help you grow your business? And so uh, Barbara Coffey, who's the Director of Economic Initiatives, did make an appointment with me and came in and did talk to me about this and about what she could do to help Ackerley Advertising um, grow and prosper. I think this is an important issue. I think what we have to do as a city is meet with small businesses and, and uh, help them retain and grow in the marketplace that we have. They're already here. They're already uh, contributing to our economic base. What we can do as a city is to help them with uh, financial uh, issues, with legal issues, with uh, cutting through the city bureaucracy and making sure that the uh, business services is a friendly process for them. I say that if uh, many of our small businesses could add just one job, just one job in their businesses, what an impact that would be on the city of Tucson in terms of the overall number of jobs that would be created that way. And I think that's something that we need to talk to businesses about. And it's great to have Raytheon bring in 1,000 or 1,300 jobs or 2,000 jobs. It's great to have uh, the large companies bring in large, high-paying jobs. But we also need to support these small and mid-sized businesses and I think the city and the city council can be a, a 
formidable force in that in focusing on retention and support for these small businesses through the specifically the Office of Economic Initiatives would be the place. Okay, thank well, you. I believe that um, economic development is a very holistic issue um, that um, everything from infrastructure, yes, our good roads, good parks, uh, investing in ourselves as a community. I believe that infrastructure, public infrastructure leverages private investment. Uh, we've seen that throughout the city of Tucson. The streetcar is a perfect example of public investment leverage and private, private um, investment in creating jobs in our city. Um, I believe, you know, I, I've led, I remember I first started in the city of Tucson when we were in the worst economic recession since the Great Re Recession. And so I had to take it upon myself and my colleagues uh, to create an economic recovery plan for Tucson's future. It passed unanimously, and from that plan, uh, we created the Economic Development Office. The city didn't have one. Um, I believe it's time to expand that office. We haven't. Uh, we we finally found a wonderful director, Barbara Coffey. We need to get get her help, um, and create small business navigators. One of the pillars of my campaign has been creating a small business and startup incentive program in the city of Tucson. As a matter of fact, we I requested that item. Uh, we have a draft program that's coming to mayor and council, and it has everything from uh, creating individualized parking plans to helping small businesses reuse older buildings, making it easier for them to get their certificates of occupancy. Um, I would like to add um, that we include um, uh, helping uh, or, or um, uh, not charging uh, small businesses for any permit, so permit fee waivers. Um, there's many things that we could do with small locally owned businesses. Um, they are 60% of our economy in Pima County, and so they are very important. And that is one piece of the puzzle that I see. We've done really well with the larger companies attracting uh, through the Primary Jobs Incentive Program, which I help create in the city uh, mayor and council. We've created thousands of high-wage long-term jobs, including the thousand um, and plus jobs that Raytheon is creating. They have a primary jobs incentive from the city of Tucson. Uh, but now it's also about diversifying, diversifying our economic development strategy, right? It is about focusing on um, economic gardening, small business, locally owned businesses, how we help them. Um, how do we partner with the University of Arizona Tech Parks uh, so that we can help all that innovation, all that research that's coming from the U of A and making it real here in our city. That's how the Ubers and the Googles and the, all these tech companies were born, right, with investment uh, from venture capitalists and from the community where they are. So um, we also need to make sure that we... Um, you know, that we do um, continue. I think uh, Mayor Rothschild really did well with uh, creating partnerships with Mexican companies and Mexican governments, um, but I feel as though we need to do much more. I'm absolutely prepared uh, to do, and I've gone to economic development missions to Mexico with, with the mayor. I want to do more. I want, there's no reason why the city of Tucson shouldn't be a hub for Mexican companies to headquarter their companies here, um, for investors to invest here. 
And so we're geographically in a perfect place, uh, connected to Mexico, our number one trading partner, by the way, in Arizona. Um, Mexican visitors and Mexican companies dump a billion dollars here every year. And so we need to expand on that. And um, I'm fully prepared, have the experience um, to do that. Great. So both of you have kind of laid out plans, uh, big picture, some specifics. Given the uh, perennial tightness of the city budget, how do you propose to, to pay for these? Do you envision a particular, beyond just saying budget cuts, is there something in particular that you're, you think could be a revenue source? Do you get new revenue? How do you pay for the ideas? And Regina, why don't you go first? On economic development or on all of the needs of our community? Uh, economic, economic, we'll start with economic <laughs> yeah, development. Yeah. Uh, with economic development, it's as simple as partnerships, right? It's as simple as um, adding additional staff members, and I'm not talking about, you know, 20 people, adding additional staff members uh, to our economic development staff, those small business navigators that I, that I talked about, bilingual, um, a person that will focus on our partnerships with Mexican companies and partner with the Arizona Sonora Commission and the Arizona um, uh, Business Commission here in, 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 in Arizona. So um, we do have to hire. I mean, Barbara is a three-person uh, office, and so we need to make sure that we hire additional staff members for Barbara to be able to do her job. Other parts of economic development is uh, partnerships with the University of Arizona. As mayor, I want to create an economic development advisory board um, so that we can have presence from uh, the University of Arizona Tech Parks, from Pima Community College, from JTED. Does that uh, not exist training. now? I'm sorry? Does that not exist now um, in some form? I'm not, I'm not too sure. We don't have a uh, – we have a small – um, small women-owned business commission that hasn't been very active. And so I think that um, the mayor's office really needs to put the vision out as to what she needs um, and then work with the partners in the community to help make things happen. We have some corridor. We have... Um, uh, we have the uh, Chambers of Commerce that are doing a lot of work, and so we just need to make sure that we are partnering and that we're moving the needle together um, to help create not just um, not just bring in um, companies into the city, but create from the bottom up, locally owned businesses. Workforce training is very important for economic development purposes, and Pima College has uh, a very good programs. Uh, and so we, we need to also bring up the um, uh, the, the pay for, okay. for our families, and we also need to make sure that we're talking about economic development and uh, educational attainment okay. in our city. Thank you. Ed. I think the issue is focus, <laughs> a focus on economic development. Of certainly the new economic initiatives office is an important cog in that wheel. 
they only have three people now. Uh, I've talked to Barbara Coffey about uh, a 12-person staff. I was going to say, she sounds like a very busy lady. Mm -hmm. She is very busy, <laughs> mm -hmm. but uh, she needs about 12 people to do what, what uh, retention and the things, the training that uh, she has looked at. Her, um, her job, her focus of her job would be to, to work with the existing businesses that we have in Tucson because Sun Corridor is responsible for the bringing in the large regionally, the, the businesses from uh, South Acrasa Grand, basically. And they do a, a very good job of that, and it's certainly the city is involved in that process. You ask how to pay for that. Well, Sun Corridor is a membership-driven organization, and the city pays a membership to be part of that at a high level. And uh, we need to make sure that that money is invested in, in bringing the right businesses to Tucson. Obviously, the Office of Economic Initiatives, I was with the city manager last night, and there are uh, line items available for her to get some more staff. It's just a matter of us filling those, filling that, those uh, vacancies or those new positions that are there. Um, I, I just wanted to touch on uh, how, how do we pay for this. I have an idea that uh, would not necessarily cost the city a lot of money, but would really help with the workforce development, which is a major important part of economic development, and that is to work with the University of Arizona. We've had, over the years, I work at the U of A, there's thousands and hundreds of examples of internships that have happened at the University of Arizona, whether they be for just experience or whether they be for credit. I'm proposing that we do an externship project, which is to get uh, freshmen and sophomores who are in, interested in a line of, of major, whether that be journalism or whether that be public service government or whether that be manufacturing, whatever they would be interested in, and hook them up with a local company who would commit to pay them a salary and also give them, um, uh, the, the schools would give them credit. There's some models for this in the College of Agriculture and Life Sciences and some other places where these uh, kids receive both internship credit or externship credit where they receive college credit for their work, but then the company also pays them. What is the benefit of this? Obviously for the student, it's academic learning, and for the, the college, it's outreach into the community. But for the city of Tucson, what it does, the biggest problem we hear is students in their senior year graduating from the University of Arizona, and then they begin looking for a job, and immediately they look outside of the city of Tucson. Why? Because they don't have any connections with any of the companies in Tucson, and all the recruiters that seem to be coming through tend to be from California and Texas and other places. This would give freshmen and sophomore a chance to be in companies in Tucson and get experience there. And then in their junior and senior year, when they're looking around for their employment opportunities, it would make sense that some of them would say, hey, I've got a great opportunity here in Tucson, and uh, I've already got a job, and, and the, the transition into that workforce would be much, much more meaningful. Um, I believe this is a, something that wouldn't cost the city a lot of money, that uh, we could have this public-private partnership with businesses. It would benefit businesses and certainly would benefit the students that are leaving uh, Tucson at a pretty rapid clip uh, when they graduate from the University of Arizona. And we want to see them stay in Tucson and contribute here to their local economy and not always be looking outside of the city of Tucson to raise a family and to build a business. As the lone millennial representative here in the room, I was wondering how you'd make Tucson more attractive to the millennial kind of demographic. Uh, and in kind of in that same vein, what would you do to make Tucson, or what would you do to advertise Tucson to the rest of, number one, the nation, and number two, the world? Because I think sometimes it gets a little bit of a bad rap in the national press. 
I would say that the um, city, uh, again, meeting with the manager last night, I've brought this up to him twice now, and um, obviously my University of Arizona experience here is coming into play. The University of Arizona just completed a one-year branding campaign where uh, Senior Vice President Steve Moore and Bobby Robbins have joined together to create a, a campaign to brand the University of Arizona. It is so diverse and has so many different uh, departments and so forth that their, their mission and who they were as an organization was kind of uh, muddled with uh, everyone doing their own thing. And so they came together and there was just a recent conference and they announced the, the new mission and the new vision for the, for the university and it's the one campaign and they're, they're working on that. I've proposed that to the to the city manager and uh, talked with both President Robbins and um, Vice President Moore about this, that the city of Tucson has the same issue that the University of Arizona had. It doesn't have a brand or a vision for the future that is communicated through all departments and communicated throughout city government. And you couldn't stop 100 people at a local mall and ask them, what does the city of Tucson stand for? What is its vision? What is it trying to do? There's a lot of great answers that come out, but there's not a unified voice for what the city of Tucson offers to millennials as well as all other residents. I, I want to be the chief marketing officer as well as the mayor. I want to bring together that brand and let people in the millennials, but also uh, all people that live in Tucson, and specifically businesses who are thinking about relocating here, what does the city of Tucson stand for? What are we supporting? What are we interested in in terms of the lifestyle that we want? And I look at a 50-year vision for this, including everything from infrastructure, specifically water, roads, and, and safety. Uh, but what, what do we want to be known as in the, in the country? So when people think of different cities, they think of what the city is. What do people think of when they hear the name Tucson? And what, what is that vision that they have? And I think we could do a lot of work there. Visit Tucson has done a great job on the visitor side, and we certainly have done some work on the Sun Corridor side and the, and the governor's office has done and the Arizona Office of Tourism has done a good job of branding uh, Arizona as a tourist destination. But from an economic development perspective, are we optics? Are we science? Are we educational? Are we governmental? Are we, what are we? And what do we offer to people? And so I think that process needs to take place and uh, the manager is in concurrence with that. He actually started that process but it's now kind of on pause and I want to jumpstart that, that campaign and work with the city of Tucson on that. Great. Rahina. Um, the question that you're asking is, how do we retain millennials and U of A graduates? For me, that's a huge thing. Um, what millennials um, are seeking, hopefully Generation Xers too, <laughs> um, what we're looking for is a what we have in Tucson, right? In Tucson is special because we have a nature, history, culture. We are our downtown, uh, which, by the way, I worked really hard the last 12 years to make it the heart of our city. Um, we've invested uh, public and private at close to a billion dollars in our downtown. And uh, we have to think about how do we create high-wage, uh, long-term jobs of the future. Millennials are looking for uh, affordable, reliable transit system. They're looking for living spaces where they could live, work, and, and play. Um, many millennials are not even getting their driver's license and, uh, licenses anymore. They want to be able to live in a place where they can hop on a streetcar or in a bus. Um, 
or in another type of uh, mode of transportation and go. And so we are working, we are well on our way to a place where millennials are attracted to the city of Tucson. Um, but we have to focus, have a hyper focus on creating high wage, long term jobs and the jobs of the future for millennials that will attract them and keep them here because we have many attributes that are already amazing for not just millennials, but um, Xers and, and families throughout the city of Tucson. So um, I think that we continue investing in density so that we can expand affordability and in our transit system, um, make it much better. We are already have about um, 18 transit lines that are moving every 15 minutes. Uh, we have our streetcar, we have to add bus rapid transit, and we have to expand from our downtown core. We have many corridors in the city of Tucson, and this is something that I've been working on, that we expand the success that we've seen downtown into other corridors of our, of our city. Uh, make sure that we're thinking ahead of time in terms of affordability, um, because in, in not just affordability for families and seniors, but affordability for graduates of the University of Arizona, that they can choose to uh, stay here, find a job, and afford uh, a space that they can call home. Uh, and so uh, we already invest, when it comes to your question about um, marketing Tucson, we already invest millions of dollars in Visit Tucson. Uh, just this year, we're investing another million dollars in Visit Tucson. They do a fabulous job in promoting the beauty and the benefits of what we already have in the city of Tucson. Visit Tucson has also a, a Mexico arm that they um, partner with the city of Tucson to make sure that we are uh, doing this economic development missions. Uh, but but our marketing agency for the city of Tucson is Visit Tucson. We're already paying for it. It's by law, by the way, that we have to use our bed taxes to fund Visit Tucson. Uh, they do amazing things, fabulous things. And so um, we just need to make sure, and I was just talking to Barbara Coffey and the city manager the other day, and we said we need to take advantage of all the videos, all of the marketing, all of the stuff that they've already done and connecting it to uh, to the city of Tucson. It's ours. We pay for it as as a city. We pay for it as residents. And uh, I, th I think they do a fabulous job uh, promoting the city of Tucson throughout not just the country but throughout the world. I mean, we, we work together with Visit Tucson to create a UNESCO city of gastronomy, to create the best 23 miles of Mexican food. I've worked with them on um, as a council member to help promote 12th Avenue, La Doce, as a uh, cultural um, and economic corridor for the city of Tucson, much like um, uh, the Mission District in San Francisco and uh, Olvera Street in LA, we already have the attributes, both nat natural attributes, Tumamak Hill, all of our beautiful desert environment, but um, but also create work on what we have as well. I just want to mention two things. One, the uh, budget for Visit Tucson is $10 million, and I talked to Brent Durad, the director there, and that, that's a significant amount of money, but 
uh, they could use double that in terms of what they need to do in order to, to get the message out to different people. So I think that's a, an issue that we need to address. So is visit, are you t talking about wanting to spend more money to get tourists dollars to come? Well, they are the active. They, that's where the, the marketing of Tucson comes out of that office, basically. It's, it is mostly generated towards visiting Tucson, but it also, because Sun, Sun Quarter has the responsibility for marketing uh, Tucson to businesses to right. come to Tucson. So, um, but that that is an issue. Um, I just want to also say one of the, the, the issues ab about how do you keep millennials here is, well, the per capita income uh, salary here is about $26,000, and then you've just in Moran and Oro Valley, it's in the high 70s and low 80s. And one of the things that we have to do is get salaries up so that when students and millennials come to Tucson, they, they perceive that they're going to be making a, a city. That's why they want to go to San Francisco and L.A. and Seattle and other places is because the salary levels are, are much higher. The standard of living there is a lot higher as well, so you have to take that into consideration. But we do need to move the per capita uh, income up for all people. Okay, we have a question from Jill Jordan-Spitz. The role of mayor is a little bit different in Tucson than it is in other places. I was wondering if you both could talk about what you see as the role of Tucson's mayor, what it is, what it should be, and why you think that you are the best person to fill that role. Um, you know, the role of mayor is uh, we have a city manager form of government, and so we don't have a, a strong mayor form of government. But I believe that the individual creates the um, the job that they'd like to that they'd like to do um, Jonathan Rothschild mayor Rothschild has set a really good example on uh, how to be an active mayor uh, with a clear vision uh, that will push that vision and work with the mayor with the council members to make sure that that platform and that vision is pushed forward and so I will model my mayoralship after Mayor Rothschild, very active, uh, very clear and concise in terms of the vision that he has, um, and, and then push some more, right? <laughs> um, it is very important to set the vision, to work with the council members, and make sure that the mayor is pushing on their um, – their uh, staff. The only staff members that we have is the city manager, the city attorney, the city clerk, and I believe that's that. <laughs> and we hire, we have a vote in hiring department directors, and so we have a very active role in, in choosing the people that are going to, that are right for Tucson, that are going to uh, believe in the same vision that the mayor um, has set uh, for the community. So, um, you know, I, I, I will continue that, that, um, that um, what, what Mayor uh, Rothschild started and, um, and then push, on, uh, push on, our, on our city manager, which, by the way, we, we do have a vote um, to hire and fire. Um, fortunately, we have an amazing city manager. Michael Ortega is taking us in a very good direction, helped us get to a fiscal uh, space, uh, that we needed to get to, and uh, and together, you know, um, decide the budget is uh, really a, a statement of where the priorities of a mayor and council are, and so the budgeting process really explains uh, where we need to go when it comes to um, 
when it comes to the vision of Tucson. So that that's what I will do. I, I will, I will push, and I will be a, a strong a mayor as I can. Okay, Ed. I view the role of mayor as an important role in leadership in the um, city and in the area. I think it's codified by the example of if there is a natural disaster or a man-made disaster in the area, including the municipalities that surround Tucson, it is by statute the mayor's responsibility to lead the task force that would then manage that situation and the, the mayor becomes the chief executive of that particular situation and manages all of the intergovernmental agencies that would be participating, including the county and other jurisdictions. And so I think that's a, a good example. It, it, it says that the mayor's position is the chief executive of the region, and I think that's an important thing because when someone travels from Green Valley or to Oro Valley or Marana or uh, Vail to another city and they ask, where are you from? Uh, people say, well, I'm from Tucson. I, I, I live in a little town called Vail near Tucson, and Tucson is the epicenter of what we do. So I view the uh, mayor's position as the chief executive of the city. I view the uh, city manager as the chief operations officer of the city where um, handling the day-to-day -day and the, the financial and, and so forth uh, on a regular basis. So mayor and council is responsible for policy and the, uh, the city staff and manager are responsible for implementation of that policy. And how we um, send that message out to the community is through the budget. The budget is the document that uh, allows the city manager to implement the projects that the mayor and council brings forth. And so uh, the budgeting process, which does take some time, uh, several months to start to finish, it does take a long time for staff to put that together and for the council and mayor to review and approve that process. Uh, to me, that, that sets the agenda, I believe, because the, the budget is the set of priorities that we have as a city that we're, we take the 1.3 to 1.6 billion dollars and uh, where are we going to spend that money and what programs are we going to allocate that money. Much of that is uh, uh, mandated by uh, state funds and, and even some federal and dedicated funding sources, but our discretionary fund specifically where is the mayor and council going to take that? And that comes from the top. That comes from the mayor and comes from the council. I also believe that the mayor is the chief ambassador for the city and is the person that has the bully pulpit and the person that uh, shares the uh, vision of Tucson with the community, with ourselves. And one of the things I, I mentioned being the chief marketing officer, one of the things I think we need to begin telling ourselves is, is I tell the story of you get on a plane and, and you go somewhere and someone asks you where you're from, you say, well, I'm from Tucson. And they say, well, tell me about Tucson. And people begin to list all the wonderful things that are available in Tucson. You jump back on the plane, get land at TIA, and you come down Tucson Boulevard, and many people start talking about all the negative things that are happening in Tucson. Uh, uh, you know, whether it be the roads or whether it be police and fire or the papers moving to Phoenix or whatever the issue is. There's so many things that people begin Just to... Just as a point of clarification, <laughs> we're not moving. Yeah. We have not moved the and printing. are not moving to Phoenix. Okay. Uh, but, but people begin to pick on the negative side of things. And what I think is important is for the... Um, the, the chief ambassador, the chief marketing officer, the, the bully pulpit, to be reminding people of why they came to Tucson in the first place, why they decided to raise a family here and why they decided to grow a business here is because of all the great things that Tucson has. Certainly every municipality has some problems, but I think the mayor's position is one where we begin to uh, share that positive story. Handle the, handle the problems and, and handle the priorities, but focus on the positives.